You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Everybody loved the bow, um, and we wanted to just kind of push upon that. We knew it didn't need to be major changes, but we knew there's always things to improve on. So noise and vibration, we stiffened up the riser 34, 35% there. Helps with noise, vibration, feel in the hand. Uh, we were able to integrate, um, so the QAD integration system on the back, um, you know, have more room for where your guys' rests and, you know, other brands. Um, we also put a Picatinny on the front. A lot of guys are going much more lower profile, so we wanted to have that option on there. Uh, teamed up with Tight Spot to have an integrated quiver. Uh, I mean, like I said, I think it's the deadest in the hand, um, the most adjustable let off cam system we've had in a long time, you know, for feel and tuning, um, performance wise, out of this world. Uh, I like playing with that, having a little bit less let off um, than mm -hmm. most, I guess. Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley, and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range, where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Brian, what's going on, man? Uh, good to have you on the podcast. How have you been? Uh, good, absolutely, man. No, it's been, uh, been good. You know, it's a busy time of year between the holidays and getting ready for uh, show season, ATA, all that kind of stuff. And uh, still got a Iowa bow tag burning a hole in my pocket. So we're going to try to sneak out there next week. So, Ooh, man, nice. yeah, you, you're busy. You're busy. Yeah. Holy crap. What about you guys? I mean, we're slammed, oh. of course, as usual. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, on the business side of things. Yeah. You don't hunt anymore, right? So no, it's... I have a kid, so. <laughs> Squeeze it in at some point. I'm in that same boat. I, I've got that tag burning a hole. Uh, so I'm going to try and get it done Saturday. I had a, another dandy just show up last night. I'm like, where were these bucks like a month ago, two months ago? Right. Um, but I'm I'm pretty juiced for this weekend and uh, hopefully next week as well. So try and get nice, that in there. But um yeah, uh, this is a Merry Christmas special as well. So if anyone's watching, I got my ugly sweater on. Yeah. And this is also a hatless great. episode featuring the receding hairline of a 27-year-old. So <laughs> this is a this is a special episode here. <laughs> I had to comment right away. I'm like, this is the first. I, I rarely see you without a hat on. So yeah, I was surprised that you rolled in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, usually yeah, I'm repping one brand or another. But yeah, sometimes I like to just keep it business actual casual <laughs> there you go. 
So yeah, I didn't wear my ugly sweater today. Uh, as you can see, it's it's ugly sweater day day here at Vapor Trail, and I I was gonna wear this on the podcast, but I didn't want to get you in any trouble. So I just thought I would take a picture of one of our guys here in the <laughs> shop. I don't know if you can see that. I see it. <laughs> this is one ugly sweatshirt. I was there. like, yeah, man, nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a mix of a uh Halloween uh costume and That's ugly sweater, right? I right. love it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah is always on point with that stuff. So he is. Well, Brian, uh let us know what what uh what's your origin story of archery and uh working in the industry. Yeah, so I kinda I don't want to say rode my dad's coattails. So my dad um when I was young, was a, a professional archer, big indoor guy. Um, we tagged all around the country. Um, Dad actually won Vegas before it was a big deal in, in the amateur oh, position. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of rode on his coattails and uh, ended up working at a local shop, um, pretty big local shop, and that was started in, like, eighth grade, Fletching Arrows by the time I was in ninth grade. Um, on the floor, in between, like, ninth and tenth grade, I actually became the manager. Um, so got to know a lot of reps, a lot of guys in the industry when I was pretty young through that and traveling, did a little bit of pro staffing like everybody has in their life on this industry. Um, and then my sales rep from a different brand left and came back and he actually was working at G5 at the time um, and actually kind of pulled me in. So I really started as just kind of a customer service tech guy and really I don't have a crazy transition because I've been there. Uh, this will be 16 years this year, um, which is pretty you know, not normal for this industry. I mean, you guys have been around for quite a while in the same spots, uh, not same spots, the same brand where it's not tend to be that way in this industry. You bounce around, it tends, but the graces, the the G5 family has been really, really good to me. Um, I'm really close to home and family here. So it's, it's been a, it's been a family, you know, kind of transition. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's kind of a similar start to me with the customer service deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, target archery into, I guess, well, I think it's hunting too. And then, hey, I want to build a string too. And yeah, thrown right into customer service and here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't yes. uh, you don't get a lot of help. You just kind of get thrown in the wolves in this industry, but we get through it. So Learn uh, trial by fire, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we thrive, right? That's how we do really good. Yeah, I remember uh, bringing you in as a 14-year-old pipsqueak and yeah, getting on the phones and, and talking to people, you know, taking I, orders, all that kind of stuff. I so. think I still have, like, the uh, Instagram post from way back when where it's like, first string I ever built. And it's like, <laughs> Jake the Snake is what it says. And then you guys, were pissed. <laughs> you guys were pissed off because I wanted like a 452X uh, string. Mm -hmm. It was black and white speckle. I'll never forget it. And we were, they were just so mad because our VTX material is uh, clearly better. And <laughs> I went with 452. <laughs> yeah, but I want that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I felt like a little kid in a candy store. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I wanted to talk just briefly about kind of how we met. When I was the bowstring manager, I mean, we're talking probably a decade ago now. Yeah. I think that's probably when you and I first started to communicate. I would walk around the ATA show, and I would mm -hmm. I would meet up with all the bow companies and and get my card and say, Hey, you know, when you get, you know, we're looking for the specifications, serving specifications and lengths for the new bows and stuff. And I just remember going to the booths and, and chatting with you and you're always like very approachable, you Appreciate know, it. which is kind of uncommon. You know, you walk around the ATA show and everybody's just kind of, 
I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. And I shouldn't say that as far as everybody, but there's, you know, it just, you really stood out and I'm like, man, appreciate that. I really like that guy. We always communicated really well as far as email, you know, you'd be like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm still working on getting this and getting that. And, um, so that was always like really cool experience, you know, running into you. And then, uh, I, we had a booth at the total archery challenge at Boyne mountain in yep. Michigan. I think I was in contact with Kelly at badass outdoor. Gear oh yeah. Yeah. Probably Kelly for sure. Just looking for, you know, sleeping arrangements and how all that stuff was going to work. If, you know, if they had any, if they could help me out or whatever. And she's like, yeah, sure. You know, so you can bunk up with the G five, uh, outdoors guys and, and, uh, you know, we'll get things going. And man, when I got there, it was just, it was just awesome. You know, everybody was like super well welcoming. Like we had a blast. It was one of the funnest weekends ever. Like your crew. I was just like, man, these are my people. These are my people. You guys were, you guys reminded me so much of kind of how we function here too. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, for sure. yes, it's work, but let's have some fun while we're doing it. Right. You know, that's what we're in this industry for is, I mean, yeah, it's a job at the end of the day, but we still want to enjoy what you do. So to be able to, you know, work with TAC and do those events and, you know, work with other brands and, you know, why not have a good time doing it? Exactly. I mean, it was, it was never a dull moment, you know, <laughs> kicking it with, you know, Mitch and Casey and silver and you know what I mean? And, th and that created some, you know, lifelong relationships, you know, Absolutely. and I still chat with Casey from time to time and, you know, we bounce ideas off each other, you know, being creative directors in this industry. So, um, so yeah, I love that. And I, I wish I could, one of these days, man, I'm going to get back out to that Michigan shoot. Uh, uh, are they, they're still, they're still doing a shoot in Michigan, right? Yeah. So they've moved locations. They moved from Boyne to, um, Crystal Mountain, which is, yeah, like a 30, 40 minute separation. Still another pretty thing. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, I don't know if it's as tough of a, as a mountain, but it's definitely as nice of a place. So, you know how the Michigan one, it's kind of right all small down community kind of feel. Mm -hmm. Same yeah. exact kind of feel. Um, yeah, they did some big constructions. They put a big giant glass bridge over Boyne. So it kind of cut us out for a couple of years there. So, um, but yeah, no, if they think they're back, uh, as far as I know, um, Chris, well, they should. I booked the condo already. Uh, crystal again and then i'm not sure the future after this year right on well let's talk a little bit about g5 outdoors tell us about how g5 outdoors got started okay yeah so um g5 is actually kind of double meaning so uh the last name of the family is grace they have five kids so that's where g5 comes from um it's also biblically gray stands for five so it's kind of got a little crossover there um so basically lou and his two boys matt and nate um run a machine shop that Lou's dad started. I mean, I think we've been around for 75, 80 years. Um, and they've really specialized in small, intricate components that other brands can't build. So if you had a credit card anywhere from the 70s up into the 90s, maybe in the 2000s, in any language in any country, more than likely we were the ones that built the stamp that put any kind of number or uh, letter into a credit card. Um, oh, wow. So they've been really good at intricate parts, precision grinding, um, we do stuff for the medical industry. We do stuff for, uh, what I would say, like new step for, um, uh, you know, track running. We do a lot of little things that, you know, just hard to do. Well, the guys have a passion for hunting and there was a process called MIM, um, which nobody was using in the industry. It's basically a metal injection molding. So you either you got casted or extrusions. This is kind of somewhere in between where you actually take a powdered metal and mix it with a wax. 
um, and it bakes out any imp imp impurities and basically leaves a solid mass. So they went, went to ATA, did some searching, did a run, and uh, basically found out that nobody was using this process in the industry. There was a couple people that used it on gun parts, triggers, things like that. Well, why not do and do something new? So that's the very first year we came out with a product. This is even pre-B, was the B52, which a lot of guys don't know about Um right now and we've actually had two two blades the b52 and the chicote but yeah we started with a simple two blade simple design um they went to ata the very first company that walked up to the booth um was bass pro and that's where we got our first order right then and there so that's kind of not how the industry normally goes you usually tend to have to hustle pretty hard at little trade show booths and build a dealer base so we we're able to be very you know fortunate in that aspect they like the design they like the concept um and it kind of changed shortly. I mean, real quick is we went from a two blade to within, I believe the first, into the first year, into the second year, into the Montec, which is where I would say our staple, our still heart of the company is. It's a solid one piece, three blade system that you can resharpen over and over and over again. Um, I mean, we've sold over a million of them. It's the number one selling fixed blade broadhead in the industry. Um, it's just something you can keep beating up and keep on shooting. You know, we get a, guys calling all the time saying, you know, I've, this is my ninth deer with this Montec. It's just, it's awesome to hear because there's a lot of broadheads <laughs> that just don't hold up that way, you know. Um, so kind of went from there and we started doing some OEM manufacturing being we did so much on the gun side, or, or sorry, on the um, the new step and all that kind of side that we started to look into doing more stuff in the industry for other brands. So we actually built a um, machine, shipped, did a little marketing for a couple other um, brands, you know, on the side that we were working with. Um, you know, as we continue to grow G5 more and more and more, we went from, you know, just having a fixed blade to a mechanical series like the Tekken, Tekken 2, um, you know, and kind of so on to where we're at now with the Mega Meat and the Dead Meat like that. So we just had, you know, transitions to kind of where we follow through. Um, but then we've, you know, obviously Prime came along and Quest. So that's kind of where it came from is we were working with some industry leaders um, on the bow side. We were like, why are we growing somebody else's brand? Let's just do it ourselves. I mean, um, you guys have met Nate before. I mean, he's a very outside the box thinker. And he's like, yeah, we're not we're not doing this anymore. Um, so that's when the original Quest Bows came out within two years of that. Then Prime launched. Um, so we've been able to kind of put our hands where we want them in the industry without having to actually just go out and buy a lot of brands, like which is pretty normal in this you know industry. Um, you know, grow them from the ground up. So we kind of, like I said, we kind of think outside the box. So that's where the parallel came from. Um, you know, the center grip on primes, you know, using different materials, um, you know, just kind of being able to do our own thing on the path we want to do it on. So. Yeah. I like the uh, industry leading sort of thing, like a true Appreciate leading it. sort of thing. It's not, uh, I mean, of course now uh, we talked about this last year, just uh, certain products, have their place and <clears throat> you sometimes have to change for it. Uh, yeah. Integrated, integrated mounting being the big exactly. one. So that center grip has, you know, ever since, I don't know whose bow I touched first, maybe it was yours, maybe it was ears, but ever since I felt that it's just like, wow, this thing is so nice. And it's just, it's awesome. And G5 just, and you even mentioned it for a second, that the gun industry too, like I haven't played with any of their stuff or guns. I just, I got to keep my money in one industry, so. <laughs> but I can imagine it's the same for that industry too. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's not easy, you know, being different, you know I mean? We're not, we, every, everybody, everybody wants to be number one, but um, you know, if we can't be number one in sales, we're going to be number one in technology, number one in research, you know, those kind of things. I mean, 
Um, we've really pushed the envelope on the broadhead world, you know, so why not take that same kind of precision machining and put it into the bows and look outside the ideas, you know, like the center grip, you said, um, Hoyt did it 20 years ago on their target bows. Other brands have done it. They shoot great. They hold awesome, but they don't tune. So that's where we had to take a, a system that was almost there and push it over that, you know, push it over that line to really make a bow. That's we feel a better, you know, aiming bow. So outside the box is, is really, you know, I, that was one of the points that I wanted to touch on and you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. And that's something that you guys have always done. I've, that's I've always been intrigued by that, you know, as much as, um, as bowstring builders, we hate a five-piece system and then a seven-piece seven. system. My gosh! I remember when you guys came up with the seven-piece system, you were like, "Oh, you're gonna love this." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it needed to be done with the cam system we had, but it was definitely a lot for a lot of people, you know. So, I mean, that's where we kind of had to go back and reinvent the wheel again for our own self, you know. I mean, brands are built on certain things, and we were kind of built on the parallel cam, which five pieces, seven pieces just kind of got out of hand. So. It took a lot of internal thinking and internal, you know, believing in ourselves to come out with a new cam system like the inline, which turned in out of the core cam. Um, you know, a lot of people just look at it now and go, oh, it's just another binary. It's a completely different cam system. It's got a helicoil in it. It moves the strings back in line. Um, you know, same real system as we had with a parallel cam, just in a much simpler system of three strings. So you're welcome, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say thank you so much. Well, and... And I got to be honest too, when I was with Bowtech for a mm -hmm. long time, and then they basically just, you know, kind of cleaned house a little bit. And so I was free to shoot whatever I wanted. Yeah. And so that, that five piece system was really intriguing to me. And so that's what, that's part of the reason why I made the switch because I felt like I wanted to learn that system. I wanted to, you know, increase my knowledge on, on how some of these systems work and, and again, it also kind of helped us think a little bit outside the box in regards yeah. to how, how to how to build a string and how they react with certain bows and everything like that. So um, so it was really intriguing to me. And the system uh, is great. You know, it's like any system. There's you know, there's pros and cons, definitely more oh, pros yeah. than cons. I mean, you know, from a from a retail standpoint or from a consumer standpoint, uh, it, it's a great system. It shoots really well from a build string builder and maybe tuning standpoint for like, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the bow technician, not to say that it was difficult to tune. There's just a little, it was just a little bit more intricate. There were some more things that uh, had to be done. And I remember uh, it, well, it was actually um, Andy uh, Wild River. Wild, Wild River. River. Wild River. Um, yeah. I was communicating with him because he, he communicated with you quite a bit on yeah. yep. how to tune those systems. And so I, I sh shot leagues up there one year, so I would chat with him quite a bit. And so through him, you basically educated me on how to properly tune that system. And once I figured that out, it was just like, you know, it, was, it wasn't as tricky as it, or, or in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimidating, Intimidating. as it seemed to be. Yeah. But then when you guys went with the inline system, then you were like, ooh, you're, you're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, indeed we did. And that the system shoots great. And, you know, I love the shim system on that. And speaking of, uh, uh, perhaps you want to maybe talk a little bit about the new lineup that you got uh, for 2024. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So um, we talked about the inline, obviously. So, that, so we made some changes. A um, couple were force of hand couple words some decisions we wanted to do on our own 
this this industry game is you know tough with the patents and things like that and, and copyright so we're pretty small um so we went from the rotating mod on the original inline to a mod base last year on the core cam um and it was great it, it holds better performance at each every draw length um so we were happy with the change it just we didn't want to transition that quick, but you know, you do what you got to do to, you know, you know, there. So, um, so that was the art, the RevX series last year. So we went from, um, you know, the inline to the RevX and then the RevX is really the, the stepping stone to what we have this year, which is the RVX, um, 32, 34, 36 there, that stands for the axle axle length. So basically we took the RevX that we loved last year. We had great, you know, rapport with all of our dealers, all of our consumers, everybody loved the bow. Um, and we wanted to just kind of push upon that. We knew it didn't need to be major changes, but we knew there's always things to improve on. So noise and vibration, we stiffened up the riser 34, 35% there. Helps with noise, vibration, feel in the hand. Um, we were able to integrate, um, so the QAD integration system on the back, um, you know, have more room for where your guys' rests and, you know, other brands. Um, we also put a Picatinny on the front. A lot of guys are going much more lower profile, so we wanted to have that option on there. Um, we even kind of cleaned up our system. We teamed up with Tight Spot to have an integrated quiver. Um, you know, we, we like working with brands. We like, you know, we know we're small internally, so we still kind of focus on major things. Um, you know, so, but no, yeah, we're really excited about this year's lineup. I mean, like I said, I think it's the deadest in the hand. Um, the most adjustable let off cam system we've had in a long time, you know, for feel and tuning um, performance wise out of this world. Um, just been really, really happy with this year's this year's lineup. I have too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That bow has been awesome. You left off with the, uh, you know, adjustable modules. And right yep. when you texted me that, I think my next response was put me on order. <laughs> yeah. well, we, we needed it, you know, everybody's yeah. a little different when it comes to look and feel and things like that. So you got to be able to tweak it to each, each shooter's, you know, comfort zone. So, right. It's just awesome. I like playing with that, having a little bit less let off um, mm -hmm. than most, I guess, you know, just keeps me harder into that uh, back wall instead of getting lazy with it. But, you know, exactly. I loved that Nexus, you know, how that thing ran, because you yep. can kind of do the same thing. Um, you can move those stops where you wanted. Mm -hmm. And that RVX and, you know, the vibration thing, that would make sense now, because I was like, this thing is so dead in the hand. Like, there's nothing to it at all. And then you throw a plug for Stokerized stabilizers. You throw one of those on there. Oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's money. It's awesome. I, I love that bow. And, you know, I didn't need the Picatinny at all. But, I mean whatever that's like that's where people are going so i'll do it for the hype so right and that's, <laughs> that's it awesome. you know i mean we gotta you gotta support what's you know what's out there so the picatinny i mean yeah. and we're like like we said earlier we're, we're guys that don't tend to just follow the industry so it took us a long time we were probably one of the last people to have the integrated back in, in the picatinny front but um you know when we kind of see something that's moving that direction we'll, we'll we'll go with it you know so um you know, when you guys jumped on board with, with the vapor trail system, you know, it's like, okay, it's, it's time for us to make sure there's, there's more options to just one brand to support out there. So, um, yep. you know, so that was definitely a good, good transition. So. Oh, big time. That was the other huge thing with the pro shop here, you know, like, you know, we have this brand new integrated rest and it's like, you know, around here, it's so dealer heavy, um, that we can only have prime for the most part. I mean, maybe there'd be a rep out there, but Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's tight so the yep. only bow we have is something that wasn't integrated and now that we have it, it's so awesome being able to throw them up there on the shelf and be like yeah no nope, absolutely like, mm -hmm. the, the tuning mm -hmm. time is just 
dropped drastically just being able to have oh. that rest and you know tempo so, as well it's awesome yeah i was pretty excited about that you know we were hugging at the ata show over <laughs> it, i remember um and uh you know and then we we went into discussing the ridiculous amount of pages that are involved in the uh in the contract in order yes. to make that all happen but uh it, the the other thing too that was really nice is you know, being able to get that rest on Jason Matzinger's bow and on Steve Eklund and Joe Appel oh, yeah. too, because, you know, we had those guys on the packaging and it was really funny when, you know, Jason, you know, said, Oh, Hey, you got to get me one of those rests right away. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll get you one. You know, you'll have to just set it on the shelf in your trophy room for a year until prime gets it figured out and, and gets a integrate uh, mounting rail on their bow and he's just like wait I can't put this on my bow oh they rode my <laughs> I was like, so bad I'm over like, that I, know. I was like I know <laughs> dude it, I'm like we're get we're, we're gonna figure it out don't we're worry gonna get it, it figured um, out together <laughs> but yeah so definitely appreciate that too and, and oh, it just, no, man it goes on so nice I got the RVX 36 right now and I just oh man it, it to get back to a 36 inch axle, the axle bow feels great. It shoots awesome. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm enamored with the way that that bow shoots. So I'm really excited to, to try nice. to get it out this spring and, and hopefully whack a turkey with it right away. Yeah. And then, you know, just take it right into the hunting season and see what we can do. I'm hopefully going to be doing some Western hunts this year. Finally. Oh yeah. Sweet. So you should be able to draw. I would think so. I should draw North Dakota this year. Yeah. Yeah, Although, now sure. I'm debating what, what I do now with Colorado. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, you and I were talking about that yesterday. You got points, or are you just trying to go for a general season tag? I'm looking at just doing OTC. Um, nice. You know, maybe a little bit of a different train track here, but uh, with the good old release of their um, furry friends that they're doing out there, the, the wolves, I'm like, you know, where is this going to drive, you know, uh, lottery systems, you know? Is it going to close everything up? So, you know, maybe do I run out there next year as soon as I can and try and get something or do I? I'll be honest. I mean, the the last two winners out West have been ass kickers and now this, I mean, I think, I think it's the time to get out there just for the sure reason. The next five years run for sure between tags and animal quantities, things like that. Like I was uh, fortunate enough to pull a Idaho tag for this fall already. And, uh, like it's, it's going to be tough. Like, I mean, we're, you know, that tag's hard enough to pull. I mean, sitting on a computer all day trying to figure out how to you know, pull <laughs> yeah. one tag for a thousand guys or, you know, um, so yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that one. So I got Idaho tag ready for, for the, ready for the fall, but other than that, that's it so far. So that'll be sweet. So talk a little bit about Iowa. You said you have a tag in Iowa. Yeah. Um, how's that going? Do you got any, any, uh, target bucks on camera or are you just going in there blind and uh no so we got some target bucks so i got pretty blessed on it i mean i didn't have a lot of connections in iowa um so been putting in putting in like everybody you know way to my five years so six year my buddies i wasn't gonna go for it um there's been some kind of changes at home so i'm trying to just kind of make sure and got a new position at g5 so trying to make sure and i was like you know what screw it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it so um called up a buddy of mine that i hunt with here he's a big cattle farmer and he he's always told me like hey if you pull <laughs> iowa i got i got a connection for you and uh, so I hit him up and he's like, yeah, let's make a phone call. So he jumped on a phone call with a buddy of his. 
he's like, yeah, you guys pulled tags. You guys got a place to stay and we got farms to put you on. And I was like, that's not how Iowa works. You know I mean? Obviously, you know, Casey, my, uh, my marketing partner, um, moved out there and he's been, you know, there three years and he's been struggling to try to kill a big one, but he's, you know, he's getting on good deer. Um, you know, and then to tell him like, he's like, so how many, how much property you got? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, don't know till I get there. Like it just, it was kind of, kind of odd. So we, um, so my buddy went out there earlier on, set some cameras for us, just on a couple pieces. And so I kind of like finally broke down. I'm like, you guys got to tell me a little more about this. I'm not going into this blind, you know? And uh, he's like, nope, I'm just a, I'm a local boy. I've been been here forever. And he goes, I got pretty much every farm from, from here to Nebraska to hunt for you guys. And I was like, this can't be real. Well, we got out there and legit, we had anywhere from, I would say 10 to 12,000 acres of, of hunting ground and beyond. So it was a little out of hand to try to even kind of, focus on the animals you want so we were out there for 10 days um passed a lot of really good bucks and i'm not a guy to pass bucks but uh when we were seeing giants on the reg i mean i seen multiple 50s 60s and 70s bucks on almost every day so um so i came home with my tail my uh tail tucked between my legs after you know grinding it out and not being able to get an arrow in a good one um my buddy that was with he he hit one um on a public piece didn't didn't get good blood on it so we lost that one um, but we're going to go back the day after, well, one day in the office in between Christmas and New Year's, and we're going to run out there for, for four or five days to try to kind of sneak it between Christmas and New Year's. But so, you know, ATA is coming up. Got to make sure the stuff gets in now as we can. So, but yeah, no, it's uh, just a good old boy out there that uh, gave us permissions on all his little permissions and um, lots of big farmland, ditch bottoms. I mean, it was it was awesome. So we got a couple still target bucks. Uh, one just showed back up that we haven't seen in quite a while. Um so hopefully they're still kind of we don't have great food sources we got more crp and that kind of stuff those kind of fields so um i was hoping to get really really cold and condense them into some of the pieces we had for CRP or for food but i'm not going to waste it by not you know just focusing on that so but yeah no we're pretty excited to still get out there and at this point i'm going to be a little less selective than the first 10 days i was out there so yeah that i mean that's terrible to have too much land. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is, though. I mean, it, it, like you said, it's hard to focus on where you want to go. And, uh, I've been waiting for the cold weather to really come in and uh, some snow as well so I can just sit over food and just focus food. But, man, this, this winter has been very relaxed. I'm loving it, though. But, I mean, I'm it's not tough hating it cause... for every day, but I'm hating it for putting an arrow on a white tail, you know. So, yeah, that was it. I mean, we went out, I'm trying to think it was the 8th through the 18th of November. And we had two days that were sub 70, 70 degrees. It was like, like just kind of put a, put a knife in my heart. Just like, man, we come out here cause it's cold. It's rut. It was tough. It was tough. It was long since it was, but you know, name the game. You can't, can't predict the weather. You just got to do with what you can do. So. Mm, right. That's all we can do yeah. for sure. So ATA is coming up. Yes, what sir. is, uh, I mean, this is close future, but I mean, what is the plan for uh, G5 and uh, Prime Quest, all those guys? Uh, you know, what is the groundwork that's being laid for, I guess, ATA next year and years to come? Um, so we're still here, you know. I mean, there's a lot of brands that aren't going to show up to the show this year. I think uh, we'll see how it goes after that because I, I don't think the big three at all are going to be there um, on the bow side. So we'll see what guys, you know, what our dealers feel like it's going to be the future of, of the show by, by the dictation for this year. Um, you know, they moved it into a location that I don't think anybody wants to go to, but we make face and we, you know, and we, we do what we got to do. So, I mean, we're looking forward to it. I mean, that's, you may not sell a lot at ATA. I mean, a lot of shows are, you know, sell shows and a lot of shows are going there to just 
you know, shake hands and, you know, kiss babies and things like that. And that's that show. And it's, a great, um, it's a great show for that. Seeing you guys, seeing our dealers, putting some time face to face, you know, checking out what's the, you know, the plan for the year. Um, so we're pretty excited about it. You know I mean? Um, like I said, if the big top three aren't there, it's just going to put a little more eyes on us. And we're, we're pretty excited about that. And we're going to support the ATA. It's been a good organization for a long, long time. Um, the new president's been, I think, you know, doing a good job. Um, so yeah, we're going to continue to support it and continue to show up. I mean, we don't tend to launch a lot of products at ATA because our reps are already running in November and October when we launch the bows. Um, right. but we are going to launch a product this year. We are, uh, um, teaming up with a, a pretty big high profile celebrity, I would say on a project. Normally we don't tend to just put a product underneath one person's name. Um, we do them, you know, as a brand and then we kind of bring our guys in on This one's been kind of a dictation, not only say dictation, cause that's the wrong word, a collaboration between his years of experience and our engineering. Um, so we are going to come out with our, I think the best two blade mechanical on the industry. We pushed really, really hard with the mega meat, the dead meat on the three blade system. There's still some guys that want a big cut two blade. Um, and we've seen it. Um, you know, we've grown substantially on the, on the, on the mechanical side, um, in 2020, what do I want to say here? 2022, we were up 50% over the prior year sales. Um, and last year we were up 85% in that category. So we are slowly oh, wow. taking that marketplace from the leader right now. I mean, I would say we definitely have number one in, in fixed blades. We're pretty close to taking that number one spot in mechanicals. And we're pretty proud of that with the mega meat, the dead meat. Um, so it's, it's a category that we need to fill, fill with that, that two blade system. Um, so it's going to be an all stainless steel rear, rear deployment two blade. Um, it does have the look and feel of another brand, but it's completely different in the internal side of it. It's a brand new clip system. There'll be no exposed clip. There'll be no plastic. Um, we just, uh, Casey, um, not that one, our new engineer, Casey, Mitch, um, and my, my new replacement just went out last weekend, killed a bunch of does with them. Um, we've been had in this, uh, this person's hands for, uh, for the last couple of months, he's killed a lot of deer, a lot of pigs, a lot of hogs. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty excited. It's, it's turning out pretty awesome. So that's going to be probably our big splash at, at ATA is, is kind of launching that broadhead. Um, and then we are getting into another series of arrows this year. So we had the Mark series last year, um, which was a carbon weave, mid weights, you know, have, uh, towards the heavier side, just kind of really good hunting shaft. This year we're going to get rid of the weave on a, on a series and just go with a really nice lighter weight carbon arrow. Um, still the two sizes, 244 and 203, the armored collar inserts. Um, so that's considered, that's called the stacks arrow. So we're going to be launching those at ATA. Um, so those will be two, our, our two main focus. And then obviously we'll be pushing bows, but you know, I mean, our reps have been out running. You guys have had them, you know, since October, um, early November, you know, so I mean, bows are out there. So it's more buzz about his accessories right now. What about you guys? Yeah. Uh, so we've got, yeah, we've got nothing too wild. We've just got a, some different iterations on on a current stabilizer that we have right now that we're going to be doing. We've got the well, this is this isn't anything new. You know, we've got the quick detach that we've been working on. Um, it's different than any other that's on the market, but we're really doing our due diligence to make sure that it is perfect, uh, awesome. or as perfect as can possibly be. You know, we're in our third iteration right now, and it's just not quite where we need it to be. So, you know, there's only so much you can do. You guys know this, you know, in a virtual oh, yeah. world as an engineer, and then you have to produce it and then you have to <laughs> test it. And, 
Um, I don't care what, you know, what program tells you it'll function properly until you get it on the bow and test it. And, you know, the people are hard on stuff, you know, I mean, yes, they are. I've had, I've had arrow rests come back that look like they went through a, a wood chipper and I'm like, <laughs> how in the heck? So people are really hard on stuff. So you really got to, you know, test everything to its limits. Yep. And then, um, so there is a arrow rest that we've been working on for the better part of probably five, maybe six years. Yeah. And again, another thing that we're just trying to perfect and we want awesome. it to cover a lot of different bases. Uh, and so, um, that, that's about as much as I can say about it. I don't no, want to even, no. I, I don't even want to entertain the idea of when it will be released just yeah. simply because, you know, as far as the engineering stuff goes and R and D and all that kind of stuff, uh, it just, it takes some time. So, uh, so we're working on that and, um, we got yeah. another small, uh, release coming out with the rest department. I mean, yeah, yeah. We do have a, we do have an, a new option, um, that will be available. Uh, it'll be another IMS yeah, option. I mean, that's just paperwork uh, bound right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And basically just, you know, our, our eight right now is it's a, it's a great option for IMS, but it is also on the highest possible end, um, that you can get as far as performance. And so we're trying to find a middle of the road option, uh, for some shooters out there that, that can't flip the bill on, on the eight X. Yeah. So we just want to have a more economical version that. Yeah, no, that use. makes total sense. I mean, they're definitely finding that, that system on not flagship bows anymore. So, I mean, you kind of need to gear towards all, all, you know, all customers. So, yep. Nope. Mm -hmm. we, we know that feeling. Mm -hmm. I think, I think for me, uh, the most exciting part for 24 is picking up a, another machinist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yep. <laughs> like that, that's going to be huge for us. Just, uh, keeping, um, product turning. Um, I, I mean, I, we never have time to check each other out that much, but on our website, we've had, you know, coming in four to six weeks and then boom, we'll have a, you know, another batch of rests here and ready to sell and they're gone. I mean, I don't even know if we turn it off. Like it's basically on back order all yeah. the time right now, just cause, which is a good problem to have. Um, very good problem. It's just, it'd be great to be able to have some inventory on hand for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, everyone at any given moment. Um, and this last year has just proven too much for our other machinists, mm -hmm. I'd say, <laughs> mm -hmm. to put it simply. So yeah, we have another one, uh, coming into the mix to help us out and that'll be huge on just turning product out just being yeah. able to keep more, you know, inventory very cool. Available. Yeah, no, that's, that's mm -hmm. definitely not easy. We do 99% of everything in house, but we do work with some outside sourcing and, uh, it's hard to find somebody as you trust as much as yourself, you know? So yeah. to have, a, have somebody like that behind you. That's awesome guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's always the scary part. I mean, we did, I mean, how long Rory and Luke vetted those guys for what, a couple of months they really looked. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's still going to be, you know, kind of some nerves just making sure everything's oh, yeah. perfect, I think. But yeah, it's, I, I'm just excited to have availability. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you no, know, we don't have to update the board every day saying how much, you know, further we're behind or, uh, <laughs> you know, if we're catching up or how many are, you know, on back order, it's like, this will be great just to keep it flowing you know, all the time. It's, it's yeah, hard I mean, to keep up, you know, when you guys are on top, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to do that. So, I mean, that's one thing we've been seeing <laughs> yeah. on the broadhead side this year. It's, uh, it's hard to keep up, you know, and if people want it, you know, people are, you know, it just takes the right team to put it together. So that's yeah. right. 
yeah, it's just a, it's a part of the, the growing pains, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, back in, you know, I don't know, five, six years ago or whatever, up to that point, we had, you know, a couple of small machinists that were doing all of our parts yeah. and stuff. And we were always just consistently back ordered. And so then we finally got a machinist that was just on top of it and just pumping out stuff. And it was always super high quality, rarely had any issues with anything. And, uh, you know, and then they made some administrative changes there. Mm -hmm. And like, you know how you got like your main point of contact that knows mm -hmm. everything about every product you have, every part, every piece, every dimension, and he's no longer with them. So that, you know, so then communication broke down and now we're, so again, we just had to kind of go back to the drawing board and now we're, we're back at, we're back in the saddle here and yeah. producing parts and now it's just that that lag time of producing parts getting parts anodized getting them assembled getting everything going so yep. yeah but it, it's exciting when that happens but to your point right like right now i think our back orders are basically going to fill our first order so yeah. as soon as we get that order all those all those products are gone yep. and but we're already in the process of ordering you know putting in another huge order Sweet. for the parts that we need so yeah um so yeah so it's it's a good thing it's just one of those, you know, painful things that we have to just keep telling customers, yep, I apologize, we're, we're, we're working on it, we're doing everything we can, yep. and we appreciate your patience, you know, and um, it, 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 like you said, it's a good problem to have. It makes you feel really good that people Absolutely. want the product, and it, it lets us know that our sales techniques and our marketing is working, it's doing well, and, you know, it's just, it, it seems counter counterintuitive to say well maybe we should you know pump the brakes a little bit on on selling you know mm -hmm. until we can until we can get some people uh taken care of but uh yeah so far so good yeah we'll move yeah. along it'll be awesome on uh side question here uh with that steel uh right two blade is mm -hmm. coming yeah. out with uh what do you know like what type of steel that's made up of like is it something that's going to have like stupidly sharp blades because uh, i know that's like one thing it is a stamp steel blade. So the ferrule, I'm not too sure, probably 17.4 or 420. I'm not too sure which stainless we're using on that one. Um, we kind of finished that as the last project. Um, but it is a stamp steel blade. So it'll be the same kind of blades that you see in our um, strikers, same blades you're going to see in the in the mega meets, things like that. So yeah, it will have a super, super sharp double beveled edge. So um, that's the one thing when it comes to like the thin blades, we don't do those in house. We work with the best manufacturers we can, Lutz, uh, Merrick's Cutting Edge. I mean, we work with the best of the best when it comes to that and we rely on their knowledge and their, you know, so, um, so I couldn't tell you exactly which of those two we're working with on this particular one. Um, we always get samples. One's, one's pretty, Lutz is pretty tough to work lead times with. Um, America's a little better. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be a stamp steel blade like you're, like you're seeing, but very clean, no rough edges. I mean, we don't, we don't do anything for imports when it comes to, you know, like dollar wise, if we do any imports on blades or anything like that, it's just get the sharpest, the best, you know, that's one thing. Like I was saying, we work with outside sourcing. It's very far and few between, but when we do, it's, you know, Lutz blades in Italy, um, you know, it's, um, or in, sorry, in Germany, it's, um, you know, our Ispel forgings in Italy. Um, you know, we do some MIM sourcing overseas. That's just way better than anything here in the States. Uh, so it's, uh, we, we sought out the best, but yeah, so I don't know exactly what steel it is, but it would be the same quality you're going to see like in the mega meat blade and in the striker blade. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Cause I know those things are super sharp and I, 
Dave yeah. is just always raving about those mega meats. Always. It's <laughs> kind of addictive once you go into an animal. So I've been a fixed plate guy my whole life, and that mega meat just puts just giant holes, entrance and exits. It was it was pretty amazing. We were we we're you know, not spin the subject, but we were a little nervous about bringing out a two blade three inch cut. I mean, it's big, you know. Um, and we knew we were going to break some blades. We knew we were going to bend some blades without having a 200 grain broadhead to make that thing impossible, you know, impossibly to break. Um, it's hard to do at 100 grains, but man, they just, they produce over and over and over again. Yeah, you got to change a blade once in a while, but they're a two-piece ferrule. You unspin it, you pop a blade in, you're good to go. So try to make it as simple as we could for the system we've had. So, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, we were a little nervous about getting into it and just, you know, if we were going to cause, were they break, were they bending? And just all the calls we were gotten was like, God damn guys, what did you do? This thing is just fish. You know? <laughs> so, you're like, all right, those are the calls we wanted. So <laughs> that's awesome. You basically just slide your arm all the way through yeah, the, yeah, so. the wound channel. That's crazy. Don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Well, Hollywood over here, he's a little bit of a social media sleuth and um, I think he, I think he's figured out who, who your, who your, uh, who your guy is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, w- I won't say it. I'll let you guys launch it at the ATA show. This awesome. actually episode will air uh, just a okay. couple days after. So everybody should already know, but, um, but yeah, so I think if it's who we think it is uh, without a doubt, and this isn't to minimize the performance of the, of the, the blade or of the broadhead itself, <laughs> but if this particular individual is going to endorse it, that means that it's definitely a uh, high quality. So you yeah. guys are going to, you guys are going to kill it with that broadhead without a doubt. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. It's, uh, yeah. it's a new partnership, you know, so um, we're, we're pretty excited about it. Like I said, we, it was him. I mean, he shot with the mega meat, the dead meats, you know, but he's has his own mindset on aerodynamics and things like that. So that might put a clue out to who it is. Um, yep. and, uh, <laughs> you know, he really likes what he likes and we're like, you know what, that we're, we're not, we're not just going to build a product for you. We're going to build a product that fits that category but we're going to use your knowledge behind it too. And then our engineering and our, our history with broadhead development, blade angles, things like that. So yeah, no, we're, we're, we're pretty darn excited about it. Yeah. He's uh he hasn't said it is or it isn't, but he's put a couple posts out there kind of hinting that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he, he might have a leg to stand on. Brian, what would you say? Uh, this is a turning subjects again here. What would you yeah. say is your best piece of advice, whether that's, I guess, industry or, I mean, even hunting, I mean, do you go upwind, downwind? I mean, what, what do you got, <laughs> what do you got um, for anything? Just best piece of advice you could give someone. Two pieces, uh, shoot a big broadhead. We've, I've learned that over the last couple of years, does a damn good job. Um, the other one is do it for yourself. There's so many people in this, this industry that do it for an Instagram post, do it for likes for everybody else. Do what makes your heart pump. Do what puts a smile on your face. Shoot a spike if that's what it does. Shoot a monster if that's what it does. But make yourself happy. Enjoy what you do when you're in the woods. That's my biggest one. I mean, I've watched from being a little kid to, you know, to where I'm at in this industry. And I've watched a lot of people come and go because they just worried about what everybody else thought. Enjoy yourself. We do it for a reason. Don't don't overthink what other people have to say and do what makes you happy. I like that. I love I like that. that a lot. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was very well said. That's, that's great. That's awesome. That that's so true. It's a lot of macho man mentality in this industry. I feel. Yep. There's a lot of guys that tell you how you should hunt or tell you what what you should be happy about. You know, if you're a little heart pitter patters and it's shoot, you know, do what do what makes you happy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it it's hard to. I I think that's a it's a 
kind of a constant reminder that people need too, because even, mm-hmm. even myself, you know, managing our social media channels and everything like that. And, and, you know, you see like you'll create a post or something like that and it kind of doesn't do as well as you had hoped it would. And it, it almost gives you kind of a little bit of a sinking feeling. Right. Yeah, and so, absolutely. and then it's just like, okay, what do I got to do? How do I got to do this? You know? And, and knowing that we need, you know, as a business, we need to always maintain our integrity no matter which way we look at it. But I can see where, you know, you've got some of these individuals where it's, it's, it's their livelihood. You know, they don't have the regular paycheck coming in every day. Their their job relies on success. And of course, you know, success is different for everybody, but in that particular case, you know, um, spending time in the woods, doing all that kind of stuff. And you, you know, you're, you're relying solely on your sponsorships and they just, they're not going to continue to pay you if you're not doing well. So I kind of get that dynamic, but at the same time, like you're saying, I mean, for, for the people out there that are, trying to get away, get some time in the woods, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Great piece of advice. Have fun, yeah. do it for you yep. and, and not, not for the likes. Yeah. What Brian was saying there, uh, really makes me think of like Matt Singer's, uh, the selective film, Yeah, uh, you know, more just, you know, shooting what makes you happy and, uh, what gets your heart going, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. yep. um, not exactly. just going for this huge trophy and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just doing it for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's an exact video or, you know, a series that, not a series, you know, video, but that that's it right there. You know, I mean, there's certain things that need to be selective hunting and there's certain things that just make your heart work. You know, if it, if it is something that's like that, you follow those rules and you, you do it. But, um, you know, I went mule deer hunting last year for my first time. It was a rifle hunt. Missed a pretty damn big, big buck. I've never shot anywhere five, six, seven hundred yards. That's not me, you know. Um Missed a really good one, but right afterwards, we're able to get on a good buck. I mean, it wasn't any monster, but like the guy I was hunting with was my sales rep out, out west, and he's like, "Oh, you don't want to shoot that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Like, I'm here to have some fun, man. And if we can pack a mule deer out together today, that means more to me than who cares what the horns look like. Like, I got to have an experience with some of my best friends. Let's do it. So I was able to kill a good mule deer and it's actually hanging. I'm in my son's room because he's got all my deer mounts. Uh, it's hanging <laughs> right I'm actually looking it up right now. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's all about the experiences. It's all about the stories. You know, I mean, we can all look at horns on the wall, but, you know, it's those parts that hit you in the, in the heart that hit you the most. Like, uh, not to get all gushy on you, but my dad, best friend growing up, you know, he's the first call anytime I ever killed anything. And, uh I have struggled in Texas to kill an axis, like struggled. I have one of the best spots, I would say, in the damn state, free range, take a bunch of buddies, they kill them all around me, and I shoot dinks or one horns and stuff like that. And uh, I lost my dad suddenly back in 22, the very first morning, or very first, yeah, very first morning I killed, I finally killed what I've always wanted. And, uh, you know, it was, it had nothing, you know, the horns were nothing. It was that phone call afterwards to dad, and it was like, that broke me. Like I didn't, didn't have that, you know, that, that call for it. Like it could have been, a could have been a spike, could have been a monster, but it was all about that experience, you know? So, you know, and it changes as you grow. Like I said, now I have to call my brother, call my other friends, you know, instead of my dad, but it's uh, you know, you do it what makes you happy. Yeah. That's yeah. Huge. I can definitely identify with that too. You know, uh, the, the biggest deer that I took, there's something special about that. Not just because, of it probably being the biggest whitetail I'll ever shoot in my life, but just how the whole thing all came to be. And then it was shortly thereafter that my dad died as well. And so 
I look at it as, you know, the good Lord putting that buck in front of me so I could, you know, make that call. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's tough to not be able to make the call, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, man, I know he was there with me watching, you know, and, and proud, you know, so you take, take comfort in that anyways. So yeah, exactly. Like, nope. But I appreciate that, you know, back at you, you know I mean? It's like I said, it's, we can all go out we can all put it every minute into killing one deer or focus on it. If we're out there doing what we love, then, you know, at the end of the day, if we kill, we don't kill, we shoot our target buck, we shoot a random buck, you know I mean? We're out there doing what we love, you know, and that's, I think where our, our fathers and our, our friends and your stuff, you know, that's where we want to be, you know? So yeah. Dang. I feel Absolutely. like a prick. <laughs> I'm over here still swearing at my dad when we go out west. Oh man. I trust you. Give him a hug, you know. <laughs> well, cherish even the even the cursing at your dad, you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Cherish, cherish those the moments. Back too. pain from carrying your bow around for ten days and still coming yep. up with nothing. It sucks at the end of the day, but we do it because we love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm bummed that I'm I'm gonna not see your face, Brian, but you we'll know, catch up this summer. We got we got tap events and, and other events we can hook up at. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We haven't really discussed um, tack events this year. I don't, I'm not sure where that's going to go. We haven't even had time to really dive into the budgeting or the marketing budget. So, no. um, but I, I'm sure I'll get to even if even if Vapor Trail isn't going to be there, um, I'm sure I'll get there uh, in some capacity at least to shoot and have some fun. I usually try to either do Big Sky or Terry Peak, one of the two. So. Hopefully I'll see you at one of those. Yeah, for sure. I got it. Do you go to the Utah one, that huge one? So I went last. What, let me think what I went to last year. Yeah, no. Wait, where the hell was it last year? Yes, I did go last year. I had to think about it. Um, there's been, you know, 10 years of these things now. It's like, where have I been and haven't been? Um, it was pretty cool. It was a lot of drama going on. There was a lot of people messing with the mountain, but the event itself. I heard about really that. Cool really yeah. really cool location um you know two different mountains you know twice the amount of shooters twice the amount of booths sean has really blown this thing up you know so and he's got a lot of good support you know so um so yeah yep i did that one last year i did michigan i think that was about it so i haven't really decided the plan yet which ones i'm doing this year versus not and you know plan on everything so it's it's tough it used to be two three no big deal now it's eight nine ten events it's uh it could really eat up a summer real quick yeah, 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 for sure. Like Kelly at Badass, I don't know how her and Russ, I don't know how they do it, man. I just to go from one event to the next to the next to the next. It's those are some long days, and that's all while they're running a shop too, right? Yep. Yeah, Oof, yep. yeah. We're pretty much a traveling carny, you know, but we just don't like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, as soon as you figure out where you're going, let me know, and I'll try yeah, to see if sure. I can steer steer my. Yeah. Uh, uh, if we got a condo, plan. there's always a floor, a couch, or a bed to stay at. In so. that direction. Oh yeah, dude. I just need a, need a soft place to put my head, right? I'll sleep on a tarp if I need. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Hey man, thanks a lot. Really appreciate Appreciate uh, you coming on. Um, a lot of good information there. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Brian, where can folks find you if they want to reach out or if they have any questions? Um, call the office. I mean, any of the websites, any of that stuff, they can come directly to me, you know, catch me on that. Um, your boy BA on Instagram, if they want to reach out that direct directly. Um, 
yeah, yeah. I'm always at the at the office. So any of the websites or any of the social media, I'll, I'm, they'll be able to find me. So. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, man. Really appreciate you being on. I know, I know uh, it's a busy time of year and, you know, we were chatting last night and, and it was like, well, are we, we good to go on this? Or do you think we can, it's like, let's do it, man. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, that was it. It was funny. You um, sent me over the, the schedule and it actually had Christmas day on it. I almost clicked on it just to screw with you guys. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was, it was a good day. I, I worked four days in the office and one day at home. So um, I was at home today, so it was perfect. I'm just trying to keep the kiddos from being too loud outside the door while we did this. So, but no, it was, it was a pleasure guys. I really, really had a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Same. It was great to talk to you again. It's been a little while. So yeah, for sure. Awesome. Good learning too. And I'm excited for 24 for you guys and us as well. Back at so, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So yeah, you can all find us at the range podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Also check out the vapor trail and Stokerize social channels and give us a follow there. And please be sure to head over, over to our Vapor Trail YouTube channel. If you like this video, hit the thumbs up button and make sure to subscribe so you can be up to date on all things archery. If you're listening, do me a huge favor. Give us a rating on either iTunes or on Spotify and make certain you give us five stars. Nothing less. Yeah. Only less. Yeah. Or only five stars. <laughs> 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 and with that, we're going to pack up our bows and arrows and my ugly sweater and hit the range. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Peace out, guys. everybody. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15, that's T-R-P-15, at checkout for 15% off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stokerize branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear.